Hello and welcome to the UTM College Democrats podcast. I'm UTM College Democrats President Gabriel Gonzalez. And I'm the Vice President of UTM College Democrats Richard Underwood. And I am the PR guy for UTM College Democrats uh, Luke Winters. Alright, uh, we got some big news. Today was, annou- was the announcement of the Harpy Bill. Luke, would you like to give a little description of it? So, um, a bill, I mean, so it's not surprising that the state legislator, uh, all the different Republicans in the state legislator, and the governor who is Republican is trying something like this. So the Harpy Bill is another attempt to restrict, to, to uh, enforce, uh, to restrict abortion, abortion rights, yeah. and uh, women's rights to choose and heartbeats about like si- about six weeks in yeah it's something like it's something yeah. like that so yeah considering most states try to give it around 21 weeks because it's when the fetus is considered uh you know capable of life viable 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 yeah, yeah, yeah independent yeah. of the mother's womb yeah but you know six weeks is a drastic change of course and uh do you guys know if this is in violation of what will be weight Oh yeah, definitely. What uh, this this is gonna be a very choppy explanation, but it mostly gets down to the gist of it. Roe v. Wade, pretty much any ban on abortion within the first trimester is illegal. So, and and that's definitely early on in the first trimester when the heartbeat begins. So, this isn't gonna be enforced, but it is troubling in terms of how many people in the state actually believe this, which is why it was passed. So. There are definitely some negative implications to it. And especially that we have a gov- our governor that is supporting no. said bill. Um, it is kind of uh, scary. For the heartbeat starts within uh, 22 days of the, or around 22 days of the pregnancy. So Yeah, so. Yeah, about three weeks. They're trying to severely limit the right to an abortion. Um, yeah, I think also the metric of the heartbeat is pretty dumb when you think about it, because they think, uh, you know, they think, oh, well, when you die, you know, your heart starts beating, so that's when, you know, personhood should begin. But no, you die when your brain is no longer functioning. So if you want to, you know, have a metric for when personhood should begin, if anything, it should be with the brain, the consciousness, because, you know, it shouldn't depend on a repetitive mindless function you know if it doesn't require any kind of thought so i mean if you really want to put that uh you know railroad spike somewhere it needs to go with it needs to be determined by the consciousness but that does bring up an interesting topic in my mind because a lot of the time when you talk about when should abortion uh be you know forbidden uh, a lot of people say it's a question about life and when does it begin uh, but it also seems like, to me... Well, personhood, of, not life. Well, yeah, personhood. The uh, thing I see with a lot of Republicans is they don't really care about the beginning of personhood. They, to them, it's just a religious belief, isn't it? Yeah, so, oh, yeah, yeah biblically, um, the Bible does make um, references to a baby in the womb, and it does refer to it as a... Basically, the soul begins as soon as the couple gets done, or shortly after the couple gets done. <laughs> So having fun. The Republicans in support of this bill. Uh, what are the main arguments? Are they saying personhood or are they saying religion? Uh, I mean, I mean, it's definitely motivated by religion, but I mean, they definitely would try to make some secular art, secular arguments, such as you know, 
basically what I just summarized. You know, uh, well, your heart stops beating when you die, so that's when personhood should begin, when your heart starts beating. So I, I, I just think it's ridiculous and, I don't know. Good way to start me semester. Uh, so being a, a, trying to maybe uh, restrict abortion has been an agenda for Republicans for a while now. And we're talking about today that uh, the Tennessee legislator and the governor has announced, um, was just announced the day we are recording this, so it's going to be a, a story. Very topical. Yeah, it's going to be a story and a topic that will be evolving. And um, we are more topical yeah. than South Park. Yep. <laughs> um, we're still in the early stages of this. But something that just actually got passed was another bill by the Tennessee legislator and actually got signed by the governor. And Richard, what is that bill? Uh, it's basically a bill to allow adoption agencies to private, privately owned adoption agencies. We're not talking about public agencies. Private agencies, adoption agencies can refuse to give children to gay couples if, it, if they claim it violates their religious beliefs. And just the concern about this, like the concern of children going to gay couples is completely irrational. There are mountains of studies that show that gay couples are just as capable as straight couples when it comes to um, raising children. And also it does the kids a disservice too because when you reduce the number of gay couples that adopt you know, ultimately your net total reducing the number of adoptions. So, and, and going back to the abortion issue, it's kind of ironic how, you know, a big slogan for pro-lifers is adoption, not abortion, yet these same types of people are reducing adoptions. So, yeah, just, you know, throwing red meat to those who don't like gay people. So it really shows you where a Republican government's priority lies, not in maintaining... Or hospital closures, you know. No, yeah, it's, it's really not, gets addressed to these guys. It's really not about gover governance. It's really just about. And also, go ahead. Okay, I was just gonna say it's really about you know oppressing those they don't like, those yeah. they disagree with. Yeah, and also we're very behind in terms of educa uh, education, and also we have one of the highest poverty rates of any state in the country. And you know, I guess if we stick it to the gays, maybe the poverty rate will get better. I guess that's very logic. It's very, very unfortunate um, because there are priorities that need to be addressed rather than... I would say one thing that's interesting, this pertains to, you know, the LGBT cause in general. You know, the Republicans' big, big thing before the Supreme Court ruling was, no, we got to keep gay marriage illegal, D just ban gay marriage, keep it either ban it or keep it illegal. And ever since the Supreme Court ruling, I've really been noticing politically Republicans have kind of moved the go post. You know, it's less now about banning gay marriage and more about, you know, allowing private entities to discriminate against them, um, such as this adoption debacle. And also there are several Republicans who have flirted with the idea of allowing businesses to fire people because they're gay. If, it, if they claim their religious values are being comp compromised. Yeah, that, um... Yeah. So we're definitely getting more subtle with how they're planting these attacks against the 
LGBT community. But still, they're continuous. Mm-hmm. They keep happening. They, they're not going to give. Unfortunately, they're not giving up on the issue. Yeah, of course, I believe gays should be allowed to marry. I just think businesses should be allowed to screw them over. <laughs> and it, all of this is—it's kind of um, unfortunately ironic because, and um, based on an article picked up from the Tennessee Holler. Um, they uncovered that uh, Governor Bill Lee's sister is actually a lesbian. So he's preventing his own sister Any from getting from her. Uh, I mean, I, I, assume, on, I assume she's not happy. <laughs> based on the, uh, the article, I, there is no comment. But uh, again, based on the article, it explicitly says... Uh, she married uh, another woman. Yeah, and we find one thing interesting I found for Republicans uh, over the past two decades, and I assume this has always been a thing. Um, you know, a lot of times when, and this may not even just reply, apply to Republicans, a lot of it just apply, applies to political junkies in general. People are more sympathetic towards causes that affect someone they know. Like, you know, we have a lot of Republicans who actually come out in favor of gun control because someone they know who was close to them got shot. Or a lot of Republicans leading up to the Supreme Court ruling on gay marriage started coming out in favor of gay marriage because, oh crap, my uh, daughter came out as a lesbian or my son came out as gay. So it, so a lot, a lot of it's just kind of, it doesn't affect me. I don't care about it unless it affects me pretty much. And to be fair, you can say that about people on our si- all sides, but I've particularly noticed it with Republicans. You know, if the issue doesn't affect someone I know, I don't care as much about it, or my perspective towards it will be different. Yeah, I understand your perspective there, Richard, but still, um, I feel like the Democratic Party does a better job mm-hmm. of trying yeah. to enact legislation that actually cares for its people yes. rather than uh, Republicans. So, just to catch up on Tennessee legislator, uh, legislation, um, I also wanted to talk about the impeachment um, trial that has been going on uh, currently. Um, as we are recording, again, the, the day as we're recording, we're just in the mix of the Senate trial. Have you guys been watching it all? I've, bar- I've barely been watching it, but one thing I've... Um, there's this theory on how it's going to play out that does concern me. And I don't know if McConnell actually has the ability to do this. I'm kind of ignorant on the process, so take what I say with a grain of salt. But a lot of people are afraid that McConnell is going to drag out the trial as long as humanly possible, and then right before early voting begins, he's going to exonerate Trump. Because once Trump gets exonerated, his approval ratings will inevitably see a spike upward. So the timing of that could be very detrimental. So you're saying all this, Richard, and how you, how you just phrased what you just said, you're sounding like you think impeachment is, is kind of negative towards the Democrats. It's kind of, yeah. Uh, why, why, why would you say that? Um, because, number one, when you look at, okay, we, we don't have a majority, so almost anything we as Democrats focus on is not going to amount to anything. That includes impeachment. 
But if we're going to focus on something, I would think it would be a better idea to focus on something that has more political capital. That way we can say, look at those Republicans. They oppose what we're for. Now, it is true most Americans do support impeachment, but that is not as large as the percentage of Americans who say support universal health care or support, you know, uh, raising the minimum wage or raising teacher pay. I mean, so we have been fighting for these since before 2016. We, we have, and a, a lot of it, I, and I am kind of in a way reluctant to blame Democrats as much as I am the media, because behind the scenes, we've been in Congress passing all kinds of legislation that's not going to the Senate, or the Senate's not taking seriously. So I, I do think we're actually, as Democrats, I know I, I sound like I'm contradicting what I've been saying, but we as Democrats, we have been diversifying our portfolio in terms of the issues we focus on, but I would blame the media for constantly focusing on impeachment nonstop. I mean, if, you, if you're not a political junkie and if you just casually watch the news, you would think that's all Democrats care about because that's all, you know, you turn on CNN, is just nonstop impeachment. Like, no, no mention on any legislation that's being proposed or debated. I kind of get what you're saying, Richard, but still, uh, you got to understand that there, there was a need for impeachment. Yeah. Like, we have to hold... President Trump accountable for yeah, the I'm just actions. blaming the media for only focusing on it. And instead of focusing on things people care more about. Like, people don't sit at the table saying, oh man, that impeachment or that Mueller report. People sit at the table saying, oh crap, I'm getting killed by these medical bills. What am I going to do? But the thing, so, I mean, like you, like you mentioned, it's more a media problem than a Democrat yeah. problem. Trump needed to be held accountable for his actions. And it is true he will benefit from it, though. That's another thing that concerns me. Some would say yes, some would say no. So, uh, but the thing is, in an impeachment, there's a, uh, you first have to get indicted by the House, and then you have to go through the trial in the Senate. It's just how it goes. That's how the rules go. I remember so, originally after the vote that took place in the House for uh, impeachment, uh, I do remember Nancy Pelosi, Speaker for the House, actually held up, withheld the bill, similar to how McConnell does so many bills that go yeah, through the Senate. Yeah, a lot of people were um, speculating that Pelosi, it turns out she didn't do this, but a lot of people were speculating that she was going to actually hold on to the articles till after the election, so Trump wouldn't benefit in terms of the election from, from it, you know what I mean? Mm -hmm. In terms of getting, quote-unquote, vindicated by the Senate. Um... Let me ask you this. If you say it's kind of unsure as to whether or not Trump will benefit politically from this, if we knew 100% for a fact that he would benefit politically from it, would you still support impeachment? Yes. But in a way, you're rewarding him for his bad behavior. Because, hey, you did something wrong, so here but we're going to give you some phone numbers. The, but the thing is, you're thinking of this too politically, Richard. You have to... If a president does something wrong, like Trump did, they have to have some kind of accountability in those actions. Yes, but part of accountability is penalizing the wrongdoer. Versus Which you are with... He's not being, he's right being rewarded. They're trying to. You're talking about poll numbers. The only that's, all, that's the reward you're talking about, Richard? Yes, it, and if you look from history, uh, Bill Clinton, he benefited from the process ultimately when the Senate... 
you know, when the process didn't amount to anything in the Senate. So, I mean, I mean, I guess I'm being too political of an animal here, but, I mean, if, he, if his political career net benefits from the process, I do think it is reasonable to be skeptical as to, you know, whether or not we're actually holding someone accountable. I, I will say one thing about, I am concerned about in, involving the impeachment process. I am worried that this will start a commonization of weaponizing impeachment. You know, I'm worried that if we get a Democratic president, Republicans are going to look for the first excuse. They, yeah, they've already, they've, already, they've already been like saying that. Yeah. But you guys, he has to be held accountable. Absolutely, I'm agreeing with you here, but I'm saying... I th- do, I the question do is, is was, he being held accountable? My personal uh, belief is that Nancy Pelosi made a mistake not withholding the articles of impeachment because we knew that as long as McConnell and the Republicans have the majority in the Senate, they're going to do whatever they can, including you know forbidding evidence and witnesses. Yes, I, I, I do wane towards the side of saying Pelosi should have held on to the articles, but I could see how that, to play devil's advocate, I do see how that might hurt us because the Republicans could say, oh, see, she's holding on to the articles for political reasons. So well, I, I still agree with you. I kind of wish she did that, but I'm reluctantly for what you're for, you know what I mean? But I do understand where Luke is coming from. Yes, I think this trial did, did need to happen, absolutely. But I just wish this would have uh, happened at a better time, you know? I mean, right I mean, now... We, I weren't, think... we weren't going to suddenly get a Democratic majority before the election, obviously. But... You think it should have been done at a later date? I think we should have waited until we knew it was a safe that bet. Way, that, way we, that way we would actually have things, you know, things to actually power our might, if that makes any sense. Instead of being going into the process without any things whatsoever. Things, you know, to like bite. I mean, we had evidence and we do have witnesses, but again, Republicans just aren't going to let that be involved in the trial. They're going to do whatever they can to make this a, a sham, really. And this is the only capabilities that Congress has to enforce on a president to hold them accountable. We don't have a competent attorney general currently in Bill Barr, who is the highest uh, person in terms of law enforcement. Um, so Congress has to enact. And they have, they've done their duty, at least in the House. They've impeached Trump for his wrongdoing. Would you give any credibility to the argument that perhaps the timing was off? The time you guys are still thinking about political. No, no, because it's, it's not going to amount to anything. If we if we waited if we waited till we have a Democratic majority, which is very much probable, but after twenty twenty, you know that would have been a better time to do it because he would actually suffer from the process, which is the point of punishing a wrongdoer. Well, right now, he's not suffering from this. What I'm saying is that we knew this wasn't going to be a fair trial. That's why we withheld the articles of impeachment at first. We wanted to wait until we knew it was a fair trial. Unfortunately, that's not what we're getting. You have to remember, this is a political matter, and it's Democrats versus Republicans. And from a Republican point of view, this isn't about... If we don't right play and, politics, uh, they will. No, I'm saying this isn't about right and wrong to Republicans. This is about winning and losing. They don't care that Trump is guilty. We all know he's guilty. But they're going to go down with him fighting. They, again, it's not about right and wrong to them. It's about winning and losing. I just hope the process ends soon because I care more about legislation. But, <laughs> but uh, I'm fine with impeaching him because, yes, you've got to hold people accountable. But I think there is a legit question as to the timing behind it. Like, 
I mean, who could disagree with, who could say that having a Democratic majority in both the House and Senate, then impeaching him, who could say that wouldn't I mean, be how a are we get, How are we supposed to get a majority before the election? It's that by focusing on things that voters care about, which isn't impeachment. I'm saying there aren't going to be many elections between now and There's going to be a very big election. And if we focus too much on impeachment, that will hurt our chances. But I'm just saying... And again, that goes back to the media, to be fair, but... I'm just saying, I think that, that, that we should have expected this to be a sham trial, where the Republicans are going to do whatever they can to make sure Trump wins. Uh, I get where you're coming from. I really do. They go low, we go high. We should shoot, We should do the process like we're supposed to. We go, what I'm they go is low, we, can't we kick trust, them. I agree with Eric Coder. We can't I trust the Republicans in Senate. I mean, we've seen what happens when we try to play ball. Uh, when Last year of Obama's presidency, we tried to, we tried to fill an empty seat in Supreme Court. The Republicans just wouldn't let us. McConnell's strategy of just letting bills die in his office, I mean, it's just proof that they aren't willing to play the, play the game how it's supposed to be played. If Pelosi, and we have to start thinking like that. If Pelosi held on to the articles till after the election, what would you think of that? What if she did do that? Oh, I mean, I'm just saying, I think you're giving too much trust to these guys because we're thinking about this political... And I don't, I don't think Lou political, political. Trust has been... I wouldn't say that, but it's. I would just want Trump to be held accountable yes. for his actions. No one disagrees. He's not going to be held accountable as long as Republicans in Senate well, Republicans don't disagree. care. But <laughs> so, I mean, don't you give any credibility to the idea that perhaps the timing could have been better? Like, I'm not saying do you think that, but do you are you willing to flirt with the idea? Perhaps? So first off, Pelosi waited, waited to even impeach in the House. She waited to get evidence to get a clear case for impeachment. So she waited for that as well. We could have done this last year. Yes, we could have done it at a different time. But she did it on purpose to create a case, get evidence. And that's what she did. And what's happening with that evidence right now? It's being forbidden from the, the trial. Yeah, I know, but that's just what happens. Once you get impeached in the House, it goes to the Senate. Eventually, it was going to go to the Senate. I'm, I'm just very concerned. I'm, I'm being political, guilty, um, but I'm very concerned with how this is going to affect the election. I'm very concerned with that. I'm and, the me- and the media is not helping us. To be honest, as much as they claim I, to help, as much as they claim to help Trump, the media is his greatest ally. A chance to exonerate President Trump because we know, we knew from the beginning what was going to happen. We knew that McConnell. And the Republicans weren't going to allow witnesses, weren't going to allow evidence that the public was aware about. They do not care what this man did. How do you think this will affect his odds of winning the election? Honestly, I that from you. honestly, I think they're going to exonerate him. And I think a lot of people who haven't been really paying attention to what's been going on, I think they're just going to assume that he was innocent of whatever he's being accused of. So, honestly, I do think, in the end, this will help him. And I think it was a mistake to send the article of impeachment to the Senate. Because we knew we weren't going to get a fair trial. But just how it goes, Gabriel. Once it goes through the impeachment in the House, it goes... But we can't... Look, but she didn't have to go it that way. I know what you're saying. We're trying... To, you want to play the system how it's supposed to be played, right? Yes. You want to hold him accountable, right? Yes. We cannot hold him accountable because we know what the Republicans are going to do. You have... Accountability involves giving pain to the wrongdoer. He's not suffering one bit for this. I mean, we've seen from 2016 and before, that Republicans don't care about what's right or wrong. We know they're not going to play the system how it's going to be played. 
I mean, McConnell. I love you guys. <laughs> we're, we're still friends, people. I, Anyways, I, I, never, I never thought I would enjoy a conversation about impeachment this much. <laughs> Anyways, what I was going to say is uh, what happened in Obama's last year with the vacant seat in the Supreme Court. What did they do? They, they said, we're not going to put it through, we're not going to vote for it in the Senate. And we tried to say, we tried to say, you can't do that. It's unconstitutional. What did they say? It's, the Constitution doesn't say we can't do it. Sindra These guys will look for whatever loopholes they can. They, they don't care what's right and wrong. They just care I about winning. That. I get that, but we still have to do our, As our duty. That, that's, what they're, what, that's what they're counting on. We need to start fighting them because they're not playing how they're supposed to play. So would you, I believe it was Eric Holder that said this, I'm gonna sound like a fool if it wasn't actually him who said this, but I believe it was him. So you're more of a mentality of when they go low, kick them in the face. <laughs> That's actually what he said. No, I, no I, but, but I, I do think it's time we start fighting the, the way we can win. Because I'm done with the, the system, system, the system is broken, we already know that. Okay. Anyways, uh, I think that should cover for this podcast. Would you guys say something? Yeah, sure. All right. Uh, well, thank you guys for listening. We hope you enjoy the rest of your day. This has been the UTM Cause Democrats. Goodbye. Goodbye. See you guys.